join you in a prayer. Please join us as we pray. Dear God, this week we learn how to serve you with heart, courage, wisdom, hope, and power. Help us use these gifts for you. Help us show others your love through the things we do and say. Amen. Please greet your neighbor with our hero verse, do good, see peace, and go after it. <laughs> greet each other. My man. Good morning. I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist Church. We're so grateful that you're here to celebrate with us as we celebrate uh, the completion of Vacation Bible School. Um, this is also the completion of one year for um, Aaron being here. It seems like way longer than that, not like in a bad way, but there's so much stuff that she's done just in these 12 months. Um, it's just been a tremendous year. They are going on vacation, uh, Aaron and her family, immediately today. So if you'll hold off uh, writing them until uh, next Monday, uh, you can write Leslie or me or Katie or anyone. And we'll try to um, settle whatever that uh, may be. Thank you so much, children, for singing. Y'all did a tremendous job. And, uh, you know, when we see that many kids up there doing something that special, I'm grateful for it. Grateful for all of you who have come and for those of you willing to sit in the bleachers on a big day. Uh, we have a couple of announcements, not too many. We frame them in our five practices, and we are getting closer every day to living these out the way that we want to. The first is radical hospitality. We hope you noticed uh, the coffee and donuts that we put out every service. We have restrooms there. And if you should check your child in today in their fifth grade or below, we have a security check-in station in the back. We believe in passionate worship. And we have uh, two important announcements about that. Um, I'm going to call Caitlin Owens up from, uh, typically leads our uh, 9 o'clock service, the music. And she's going to give you an announcement. While she's coming, I'll tell you exciting news. The sanctuary is ready. Uh, we will go back in the sanctuary a week from today at 11 o'clock. So to those of you who have traveled over and come to this service a good bit, um, come to the 11 o'clock service in this gym. I'm grateful for everyone who's made it work in here. Uh, Greg, who's made the sound work, who's stuck around. Caitlin and the band, who's made sure, uh, stayed after worship uh, to make sure that we were set up. I'll thank them again. Um, uh, Dallas Thomas and John Craig are two of the trustees who have done the bulk of the work. Uh, we're going to bring them up in the worship service as we go back in there. Uh, but one Sunday from today, we'll be back in the sanctuary and you'll love it. It is beautiful. Uh, Caitlin, tell us about your announcement. Uh, good morning. First off, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out here. Um, That's right. <laughs> uh, real quick, I just wanted to um, talk to you about um, the volunteering um, for the, we have coffee and donuts, ushering, greeting, and we also do setup. Um, for the church service. I want to thank everyone who has helped out with that so far, everyone that's helping out with that today. Um, we really appreciate that. It helps the service run smoothly. Um, the rest of the year is filling up very nicely um, with people who are going to be helping out um, the different areas. I do have, though, I am in need of July 2nd, an usher, a, a couple, um, you know, or two people if you just want to get together and um, make that arrangement. And um, 
Coffee and Donuts on July the 9th. So if anyone wants to think about those dates, let me know if you're available. I know it's a really busy time of the year, so I understand, but we are really in need of those two dates. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caitlin. We typically schedule those out by the month, but in the summer weeks we try to um, break it up because we know that um, you rarely be here for an entire month in the summer. Uh, so that would be um, uh, just those two Sundays and see Caitlin if you can help out. We believe in intentional faith development and the announcement today is um, uh, that children, uh, Sunday school will pick up in the gym so that they're prepared for the 11 o'clock service. So if you're picking your children up uh, after Sunday school, they will be here. We believe in risk-taking mission and service. We've got an announcement uh, from our big kids uh, from VBS. Caroline and Emily. And Emma. This week, the children made courage picture frames to share with someone who might need courage to remind them that God is with them. They also made prayer boxes so that they can always have a way to remember what they need to pray for. They made encouraging placemats for the lunch trades of children at the children's hospital. And they made blessings and summer centerpieces for the table at the Greer Soup Kitchen. They also made 62 children's bags to be given to the children whose parents are in crisis and go to the Greer Relief for help. We also stocked the Greer Relief Soup Kitchen and 293 items were donated to the children's bags and 265 critical needs items were donated. Clemson's table got more than donations than USC's. All the decorations and puppets were being donated to host at least two more Hero Central VBS and Greer. It's leg surgery for a grandchild of a member and our ministerial staff said someone ought to go. And I went, me, I want to go, me. Went up there, um, was with them uh, 6 in the morning, stayed with them till 10, 30, 11. And then uh, surgery was successful and they felt comfortable. And I had a flight the next morning at 6. So I had from 12 till 6 a.m. to look around. I'd been there once um, for a wedding, didn't have much time. And went on the subway and went to Grand Central and got off the train there and it was the level where the ceilings are only about this tall and there's all sorts of portals all sorts of ways and I thought I don't know if this is that beautiful <laughs> yeah it's the section above that which I realized when we went back for spring break last year amazing up there all the times you see it in movies that when we walked in there you're talking about access to an unbelievable number of paths from that one space. That's what Paul's talking about. We have access. We have the ability to go. We have the ability to follow because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'll, uh, let's look at um, uh, the first phrase. Four points of gratitude. I was asking you to look and see what positivity you saw in that text. There's righteousness, there's peace with God, there's access, and there's hope. We have a relationship that was strained with God because we ran so far and said so much and did so much in the opposite direction of what God would ever hope for. 
And so humanity's relationship was quite strained with God. You ever have a strained relationship? I'm certain. That's a dumb question. Yes, you probably currently have a strained relationship. And the very thought of entertaining, talking to that person, or traveling to that person, or being with that person, gives you the point where you go, I don't don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. He's saying that strained relationship that we have with God is no longer there. Because God's Son came and taught us, came and spoke with us. Peace with God. True peace. And when we don't experience peace, and when we figure somebody else is at fault, you're just sitting up there judging me. You didn't give me any opportunities. Haven't given me a great um, uh, path here. It's really difficult. You just sit up there and you're angry with me. It's not a great relationship. He says we have peace with God. We have access. Another thing I like about that image as part of our walk is it's not a railroad track to one place of which we have no choices. We have all kinds of choices. All kinds of paths to follow God. All of them granted by God and by Jesus Christ. And in that we have hope. Verse 3. But not only that, we take pride in our problems because we know that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. This hope doesn't put us to shame because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See everything that's been given? When we say thank you, for the things that have been given to us, when we figure that we've earned it and we figure that someone else has not, when we figure we haven't earned it and someone else has, and there's a strained relationship and any combination of that because of it, then church is in a positive place. The Bible is in a positive place. Sunday school is in a positive place. But when we experience it as a free gift, a generous gift, then we've got a real opportunity he says, we rejoice in our suffering. Let me show you a picture of a gas station. Now, you've both witnessed and heard me make fun of myself for being slow to respond in a conversation. You ever have, like, on your um, iPhone or your iPad or whatever computer, the thing starts spinning? Or the YouTube video, the thing's spinning? And it takes just a second to catch up. Sometimes that spinning of the thing I'm trying to think of goes just long enough that the person moves on before I can think of whatever it is. And then they go by and you go, ah, I had it. I was at a gas station in Columbia this week. I had a meeting for a committee I was on. And um, just getting bottled water. And as I come out of getting bottled water, a person approaches me with a, um, a document that's saying something about God. And they say, Don't you think if God was in control, we would not have had what we had in Washington, D.C. this week? I believe her motivation was to bring order and to say, if God God had God's way, no one would ever do this. The problem is it was pitched as kind of a fear thing to get me to go to that faith community. I'm going to use this um, thing that happened to drive you to our place in fear. So what do you figure I said to that? (laughs) If it had been almost any other day, I would have just gone, what? Uh, 
no, I'm good. <laughs> like, what? that didn't even mean anything. I said, yeah. Yeah, I do believe God will allow it because that's the cost of free will. That's the reason why I chose this gas station over that gas station over there. And actually, I have no idea why I did that. But I had the free will to choose it. And she looked at me like I typically look at people. She went, what? <laughs> what? I said, yeah. Yeah, God would allow it. God wouldn't want it. But God would allow it. See, fruit, we love free will when it's for us. And when we get to make our own choices. But we don't like free will when other people get to make their own choices. We don't like it when people use free will to harm people. Can't have it both ways. But what Paul says to a people who are trying to form a faith community is, <laughs> following God is not going to make it easy. In fact, following God is going to make it more difficult. And when you are coming here faithfully, and you have suffering in your life, and you ask yourself, have I not done enough to not have suffering? Don't do that. Not because you'll be in trouble, but because it's not accurate and it's not helpful to you continuing on. He says, yeah, yeah, we're going to have suffering. You know what suffering produces? Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. I read this text to uh, um, elementary students in the CEP this week. Whatever text I'm using whatever week, I have to present it to very different age groups throughout the week. And showed them a um, person studying. One looking at the books and one falling asleep on the books in the library. And I said, do you think they want to read all those books? But pushing through that makes them smarter. Making them smarter gives them more options. That suffering, doing the thing that we think, how in the world could this be the thing? Or something happening to us, and we say, how in the world can this happen to us? It's got nothing to do with whether you are following God or whether God loves you. It has everything to do with an opportunity to push forward. So we're understanding the struggle. That's the big thing. One more. When we struggle, we might be doing it exactly right. And a lot of times, and I have to be honest, as a leader and as a parent at times, I've removed the struggle because I want to make it simpler to get there. And to be honest, sometimes I don't want to have what it takes to go through the struggle with a person. Faithful leaders can't do that. Faithful parents can't do that. You've got to allow the struggle, and that's exactly what Paul's saying. Verse 6. While we were still weak, at the right moment, Christ died for ungodly people. Again, it's an emphasis on a gift. It isn't often that someone will die for a righteous person, though maybe someone might dare to die for a good person. But God shows his love for us because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So let's talk about weakness. It takes many forms. Let me show you a form you might not consider. Let's look at the next picture. Anybody ever experienced this? Would, would you say that person is weak? That probably in the first image that comes to mind. 
But why is that person screaming? Because they have a low tolerance for struggle. They have a low tolerance for pain. They have a low tolerance for pushing through what needs to be done and having the conversations that need to be had in order to get to the place where we need to go. And so what do we do? We scream at people. If you were at that table and that person was screaming at you, would you consider, you know, um, Christ died for us while we were weak? Mm -hmm. No, sir. No, you go. Um, The only thing to match this insanity is to go right back with insanity. It's the only way to do it. Well, there's another option. Say nothing in the meeting room, go out in the parking lot, rail on them. Right? While we were still weak, Christ died for us. While we had a total intolerance for what we needed to do, and low emotional stability and maturity, Christ still died for us to give us this opportunity. There's so much positivity in this text, and it's rare to get that from Paul in a long reading. That's why I want to celebrate it. So your last phrase is reaching out to the weak. And again, that we have such great agencies in the city of Greer for the hungry, for people who need clothing, for people who need shelter, for people who need jobs, and we support them in every single way we can. But consider this. People that admit nothing, I'm talking about people that are in your normal life all the time. People that admit nothing, people who generate conflict, people who want to exclude, people who want to discourage. Do you experience those people? Without question. Christ died for them. When you do those four things, Christ died for you. While we were still weak at just the right moment, Christ died for ungodly people. Power has very little to do with weakness. Anyone can be weak. But also anyone can be strong. So the thing I would have you consider all week long is the source of your strength is a free gift from God to give you hope, to give you courage, to give you peace, to not remove struggles from your life, but to give you those things to support one another and to live this life to the fullest. It's in His Son's holy name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand as you're able and join us in our modern affirmation. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all His works and whose will is directed to His children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time for our offering. As the plate comes by, you can give uh, as we always do. But you'll see in the extravagant generosity section how to text to give and sign up for online giving if you would choose to do so.
And during our offering, we have a great um, video. Uh, thank you, Adam Wycliffe, for putting this together uh, so we can celebrate.
I think you were prepping for the next thing, so I don't think you heard me early, early in the service. Thank you. What a great week. If y'all can say thank you to uh, Aaron. Thank you all for coming in supporting. If I am teaching youth group today. Uh, Miss Katie's at a wedding, so if youth will stay in here and help Mr. Greg put this back, we're gonna I'm gonna go check on the youth. So youth stay right here um, for the lesson and uh, go in peace. <laughs>